Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today, my special guest and I will discuss the industry, uh, the entertainment industry that is, diversity and Jeffree Star. We will also give advice to someone who is thinking of going back to their ex in what we call the Keep It Real Corner. I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a stand-up comedian and actress based in L.A. Give it up for Brandy Denise. Hey, Brandy. Hi. How are you? Girl, I'm good. I'm in uh, New York in quarantine, so it's like nerve-wracking because I'm in New York <laughs> it's beautiful and I can't go anywhere and do anything so yeah, yeah. how long are you going to be in New York like are you going to be there long enough to get out of quarantine so I'm here quarantining 14 days then I film and then I leave so not not really no <laughs> wow and just to be clear Brandy does not have COVID but uh, I think it's because you're traveling from California to New York right mandatory 14-day quarantine and they're really following all the procedures with uh, production so yeah okay. I'm trying to respect the rules I don't want to be the sick person so I'm staying yeah go ahead and stay in go ahead and stay in because you know if something happened and you went out and you tried to go and have a little cocktail or something you'd be look, feeling bad <sighs> okay well y'all listen Brandy is hilarious um and I y'all know I don't be saying that okay period I don't be lying to y'all about uh who funny and who not okay <laughs> You can follow her on Instagram at LOL Brandy Denise. That's L-O-L-B-R-A-N-D-I Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E. Brandy, is Denise your uh, last name or middle name? It's my middle name. Okay, cool. I use that for certain reasons. When I first started comedy, I worked in like, uh, I can't even think of the word. I worked for the government, basically. And so I was doing a lot of comedy stuff and I just didn't want people looking me up. You know, they know my real name. So I just use Brandy Denise and it's just stuck. Yeah, I use, you know, I use a, a stage name too, Jasmine W. And it's so annoying actually, because I did a video about having a Nigerian last name and I saw somebody commented and put my Nigerian, la- my legal name on there and I blocked them. I'm like, if I wanted y'all to know, I would have told you. Wow, because with acting, they use my full name. And yeah. so like, it's Brandy Denise Boyd. But like, well, yeah, when I get on stage and perform, I just say Brandy Denise. I might switch it up. But- no, I think Brandy Denise is cute. All right, well, we always start the podcast off with a quote of the day, and you know this quote because you chose it, and it is, that's your little red wagon. You can push it or pull it by your mom. <laughs> what does that quote mean to you? So I think my grandmother used to say that to her, and for me, in reference to other people, it's about like not letting other people's problems absorb you like that's your little red wagon you can do whatever you want to do with it and in reference to myself you know it's your little red wagon you can push it or you can pull it you can either make it harder on yourself you can make it easier on yourself it's always two options in everything that you do so yeah that's pretty much it it's just really simple it's concise it's to the point and it's just the way to just you know just release things like it could be harder it could be easier or it's my problem or it's not and that's it Wow. It's, it's, I assume that pushing it is harder than pulling it. I think pushing it is, pu- I think like whichever way you look at it, whether you're pushing it or you're pulling it, it's up, up it's really your decision. Yeah. So I really think that's what the thing is. Like my mother would say that, like, she would be like, well, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And if I couldn't make up my mind, she'd be like, well, that's your little red wagon. You can push it or you can pull it. She just like, <laughs> figure it out. I think moms have such a great way of being like, well, listen, figure it out. You know what I mean? And then once they say that, you you just have to. Right. 
no other options. It's like, okay, well, she's not helping, so. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, y'all, we have some random questions. I always like to ask my guests random questions because it gives everybody an opportunity to know you, okay? Brandy, I think this question is really weird. I get this question all the time as a comedian, but I thought I would ask you because people ask me all the time and I'm sure they ask you, when is when did you first know that you were funny? I guess I knew at a young age when I was able to get myself out of trouble by doing, by cracking jokes and just being funny. Like, especially, I really, really realized and took advantage of it in high school. But even when I was a kid, I remember uh, this one particular situation, it's just, um, my parents were in the military, so I started school in Germany. Okay. And so I went to a German uh, preschool. And before I went to school, my mother had already like taught me how to write my name and things like that. And so my German teacher had wanted to have a conference with my mother to let her know that she believed that I was dyslexic. And so my mother comes in and she, you know, she a black mama. She's like, my daughter is not dyslexic. Like, I don't yeah. know why you think my daughter is dyslexic. And she showed my mom all these papers. Like, well, she keeps writing everything backwards like you know we should get her tested and so my mom was like brandy write your name and so i wrote my name the right way and i had to be like four or five and the teacher was like well brandy why have you been writing it the other way and i just looked up at her and i was like because i thought it was funny (laughs) (laughs) like yeah so it's so many stories like that where i would just do shit to entertain myself and people were just confused i had um just a bunch of little things. And I just kind of knew what to say to people to get them let to laugh and just like let go of me being in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know you went to school. I didn't know you traveled, you know, around the world and you were like born somewhere else. Do you speak any other languages? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's many of me speaking uh, German when I was a kid, but like we left there probably when I was around seven or eight. Yeah, I've been a lot of places. And I think that, uh, I encourage people to travel with their children because as an adult, I lived in three different cities on my own. Like I just pick yeah. up and move. Oh, this is just the new vibe. So yes. I think it gave me that opportunity or that um, confidence to just go places and meet new people and start over. It's not, it's when you grew up doing that, it's kind of like, oh, okay, we could do this. I feel like a lot of people that I've met who have traveled a lot as a kid, they had trouble starting over. Do you think that your sense of humor made that easier for you? It did, but I also was very, like, I didn't always, like, I don't have childhood friends because we did move so much. And um, it was like, I'll be cool with people and stuff. And and then, I don't know, we just fall off. So most of my friends are from college. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I have, like, cousins and stuff from my childhood. But I, I don't know. I think I'm such a open and honest and real person that I make friends easily. But then I realize that they not always my friends back. And so yeah. I've I've been more guarded with my friendship as I've gotten older. People might consider it standoffish. It's not standoffish. I'm just observing you first. Because if I see I don't like the way you act with other people, I'm not going to open myself up to that. Exactly. You know, that's what I be talking about on uh, Instagram all the time. That's that weird energy. Like, I was very observant as a kid, too. I want to see how you treat other people. How long you treat them the way that you treat treat them if you're treating them good or bad, you know? They say it's standoffish, but it's like, no, I'm just watching. All right. Uh, what's the hardest thing, in your opinion, about being a woman in comedy? The boys club. Because mm. it's like, I'm, I'm in a boys club, but when, once, you, once, when you first, once you get over that speed hump of niggas trying to fuck you for stage time, you good. Ciao. 
once they once they like no longer see you as just a girl that does comedy and they see you as their equivalent, then it's a lot easier. Cause it's like I can headline the show. I've headlined shows and just had men open for me. And once yeah. you get to that point, it's kind of just like being a woman in comedy is just kind of like out the window at that point. You don't even see it as that anymore. I'm 10 years in though, but like in my earlier years, it was a lot of that. And like I remember one promoter had like asked me when I came to do his show out of state if he could take me on a date. I, I looked at his calendar. I said, well, Mike headlined for you last week. Did you take him on a date? Okay. So yeah, I've been very, very like vocal about it. And I think that that's one of the pitfalls women fall into. They don't want to hurt their ego, but whatever. I don't mind hurting your ego if it's going to have you respect me. And if you don't respect me, you wasn't going to respect me if I slept with you anyway. Yeah, you really got to like really stand firm in that. And not even be, you know, egotistical or mean or rude or anything, but just the way you present and carry yourself. You can yes. be cool and really just have a standard or have like this, persona or this aura about you that's just like you don't step to her like exactly exactly you know um I totally agree with that and I've met so many women who try to tell me that I'm wrong about that because I have a, a video on YouTube too where I talk about how I worked at Hooters and I'm a woman I do comedy and people sometimes when I tell women men do not have the audacity to approach me like that because even when I was working at Hooters I never had an issue with being disrespected or anything like that because that's not how I carry myself like a uh, point blank period I don't know like come on now men already get a vibe from you uh, on you know your self-esteem your self-worth and stuff like that I think so. definitely men prey on women who aren't confident yeah. in comedy and so if i come on like who's who's featuring for me how much time is he doing where is he i come in like this is my show and y'all not about to fuck it up they'd be like okay well we, we they, they really <laughs> the last thing they're trying to do is get on my nerves and ask me out they like <laughs> together for her i'm like and when are y'all cutting the check where is it going like you know I come in very like hands on. I don't like my shit to look whack ever. That's really good advice. Um, well, you know, you are an actress as well. You are on season six of Power. As an actress, how do you feel about diversity in casting right now, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement? Every every um, company saying, "Oh, we're on we're on board with Black Lives Matter and equality and creating opportunity for people of color and Black people." Um, how are you feeling about that as an actress right now? I think it sounds nice, but um, I've been auditioning for huge networks, like their diversity programs, CBS, ABC, NBC, all these different things. And as much as the, as hard as they try, it's always still this little voice in the back of your head when you walk in and you see these people judging you and they none of them look like you. Mm. Well, it's, and I and I, I've said that even now where I'm at right now, I'm not auditioning for all white people no more. Don't right. come in and tell me that you want diversity, and then you can't even hire diversity within casting. You know? Then a lot of these programs they not paying, so it's like they kind of doing you a favor. Also, a feeling I get like I just auditioned for one network. They had twenty thousand submissions. Wow! I made it to. I had five rounds of auditions, four hours a piece. Four hours a piece of five rounds? Three rounds of four hours. The other two were self-tapes, which I probably spent a, a couple hours on too. Yeah. But four, uh, three live virtual four-hour rounds. And it was crazy because I'm sitting up there counting. How many Black women do they have? 
Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I'm like, well, I know they're not going to take all four of us. They're only going to take two of us. And then you could look and you could be like, oh, well, she's bisexual, so they're probably going to take her. And you just right. trying to figure out where you fit in because it's like, okay, well, they got eight slots. They're not taking four black women. We know that. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate part about it because it's never, I still feel like it's never looked at its talent. It still looks at like these check boxes that they have to fill. And it's just like, I don't mind not doing diversity things. If you're going to base it on talent, I'm talented. Yeah. But I don't want to fill your checkbox. I had an audition for a commercial, and it was like my first commercial callback. I do not like commercials that much. I don't know. It's my first commercial callback. I get into the callback. It's seven white girls and me. And mind you, it's a commercial about a family. So I'm like, well, y'all know if the parents are white or black because if, right. they, if they white, I'm not the daughter. <laughs> and so it just really felt like I was there so they could just say that they didn't have all these white women, but they definitely had seven white women and one black girl. And, it's, and I'm supposed to be the daughter. And I'm like, well, do y'all have seven black parents? Right. You know, and so stuff like that is just, I felt like it was a waste of my time when I went in there and saw that, like, y'all, you yeah. know. But I feel like we're working on um, Power, which is my first TV show. And now I'm on the spinoff uh, Ghost, which premieres tonight on the app. Of the stars app i'm on the uh, episode one and the- congratulations on that as well because that's huge i think you're one thing about brandy is she talks about herself in a very humble way i have to say you know to say that you are talented is true but it's also an understatement because you are extremely talented and you know oh, i'm on power i'm on this the way she talks about herself as if is as if it's not a big deal it's huge but so congratulations thank you I, a lot of my friends say that one of my best friends is like oh girl you know i know why god ain't bust me like that because if he bust me like that i would not be acting like you <laughs> <laughs> not humble at all yeah but it's i don't even think it's humble i just think it's just like it's just, it just is what it is, but I have so many more bigger dreams and hopes for myself that for me, this is just a step along the way. Yes. So I feel, I'm really happy to be on this show because the creator is a black woman. Yeah. A lot of the executive producers are black. I've, I've been directed by black people, yeah. parent makeup, clothing, everybody's black. The cast, more, the cast is probably split half black, half not black. And it's like people of color and a couple of like other white people and stuff like that. But it's just so it's so nice because I I have I'm not the one of the people who went to theater school. I yeah. took a lot of improv and comedy class and stuff, but just to walk on set and like really be honest, like, hey y'all, I'm a comedian. They booked me. I'm happy to be here. I got a couple questions. I don't really know like how how should I do this? How should I do that? Everybody was just so like um, understanding to that and really nice, and it wasn't just like oh you know like I felt yeah. really comfortable just being just being around and not even saying because they were black people but in a sense yeah this is like yeah. you're around your own people and they've been doing this for years and they're really successful and then the creator talk about humble she's so nice she's just like brandy thanks for coming back i'm like thanks for having me back like, right <laughs> so 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 nice and very conversational i've had like conversations with her and even um going to like the rap parties and walking up to her and her being like brandy i'm like you know my name you know <laughs> like it's it's real it's really nice and i'm happy that this was my first experience i feel blessed that i came into a very um just like working with talented people who look like me like you know some people work their whole career to get to a point where they're finally like surrounded by 
PAs who look like them, lighting yeah. people who look like them, sound techs, you know what I'm saying? Like all these people, and even the people who don't look like me, it's like they've worked around people who look like me for so long that it's just not even weird. Yeah. That was really a great experience for it to be the first. Yeah. So I I'm think- not expecting anything less moving forward. <laughs> okay, you shouldn't, child. <laughs> I think people, I think it's okay to say because people on set were black, I felt more comfortable. Cause that's just the reality, you know, like we see all these examples of how black women are made to be fussy or, you know, like we have maintenance, we argumentative, all of these things, you know? So having people on set that understand that this is just a question that I have or an adjustment that I'd like to make, not because I'm high maintenance or complaining, but just because it's more natural for me, so. What's a good example of diversity casting besides power um, that, you, that you've that you seen? Or like one of your favorite movies or TV shows that did really good when it came to diversity casting? Um, it's really hard to like <laughs> think about that like, right off the top of my head. But and when I think of diversity casting, I think of it not being like a black show. Yeah. But it's a show where the lead is white, but they do a good job of surrounding the lead with other people who look like the real world, you know? Right. Um, so one of the shows that I've just recently finished, it comes on the CW, but Netflix picked it up. So one, season one and season two are on Netflix. It's called In the Dark. Okay. Um, and it's about a blind alcoholic girl who is also a hoe. It's such a funny, dark show. Really? The show is based around her trying to find the killer for her best friend, who's a 17-year-old black boy. You you see him in every episode. He's such a great actor. Yeah. Um, she worked her 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 stepfather's a black man. I mean, her adopted father's a black man. Her adopted mother is white. It's like it's a really good show. And it's another show on Freeform that I can't think of the name of it. That's around like two white girls growing up in LA, but they have checked every fucking box you could think of. They got the she, him, and days. They got the old young relationship. They got the transsexual. They got the black. They got the Hispanic. They got the a- Asian le- Asian lesbian. And it's not in a way that it's forced down your throat. Like, yeah. oh, this person came into the office today. This is a lesbian Asian girl. No, this is really Hollywood. These are the people that you really know. Exactly. You know? And so it's just those two shows for me really uh, stand out. And they, they are really good because it's like somebody couldn't find anybody on that show to connect with. And because it is so diverse, it might pull in different types of people. But because it's a good show, people will stay. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite examples is Cinderella with Brandy. I love the blind casting on that because we talked about that on last episode of this podcast, too. But, um, you know, as a kid, I, I forgot that there was blind casting on that movie. Like, as a kid, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, her man Asian, her daddy white. What's the big deal? Her prince was real fine. I remember thinking that. Fine. And that's like, the first time I think as a kid I had ever even looked at like an Asian guy and been like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we need to see more of that. It's so weird now that I think about it. Where was the, where's the prince now? I, I don't remember ever seeing him in anything else. Girl, they, the way people be changing up the looks, you'd be surprised. He's probably on all kinds of shows. <laughs> Okay, well, the the last question I have for the random uh, questions is, what's your favorite movie in general? <laughs> Catch Me If You Can. Really? I've never seen that. I love that movie. I love that movie, and I love 
Crooklyn. Okay. In Crooklyn, <clears throat> Crooklyn because like it's something I used to watch my mother a lot growing up. Yeah. And it's just such like a just such a feel-good black movie. And uh, I can't think of the actress name. What's her name? She played the mother in it. I can't think of her name. It's a very different name. But she just she just gave her kids so many lessons, you know, before she passed along. And then uh Catch Me If You Can. I just love that movie too because it's just like it was just so easy to be a con artist, like back <laughs> like he's like 17 flying a pl- he's he's 17 he's making money in his bath he's writing checks making fake checks in his bathtub and yeah. has convinced the world that he's a pilot and is flying across the country cashing these fake checks and he's 17 and this is a real man who did this who now works with the fbi like wow. that movie to me is just so crazy and it's i don't know that's the type of movie i would want to play into where you just get to put on all these different hats and just being a con artist it's just yeah. like I have one more random question for you, uh, kind of like stemming off of that, but we're going to take a quick break and I'll ask you when we come back. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm here with actress and comedian Brandy Denise. You can follow her on Instagram at lolbrandydenise. And we were talking about her favorite movie. I get the feeling, okay, I have one more random question for you. I get the feeling that you could, you would enjoy playing a villain. So would you rather play a villain or the good person? Definitely the villain. Definitely <laughs> the villain. Like, girl. <laughs> Since the quarantine, I've been going to the gun range and like in my head, I'm just like, I'm ready to like shoot up some shit, blow up some shit. I want to like run away. And I don't know. I just want to do all this like bad stuff. Like, (laughs) Could you see yourself? Okay. If you were in an action movie, would you do your own stunts or would you try to at least? If they trained me, they pay for training. Mm -hmm. So definitely. Um, I'm not jumping off of nothing. I'm not jumping off of nothing moving. No, nothing high. I'm not jumping off of nothing. I'll run and slide across the car. <laughs> like, you know, I'll run and I do some fake fight moves, but I ain't jumping. I ain't jumping. I'm afraid I ain't jumping off of nothing. But um, even playing the character that I play on uh, <clears throat> Power is so fun because, you know, they put me in like G-strings and lace and da 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 They have me walking through the club, passing off cocaine and... <laughs> not who I am at all so it's like fun it's like I'm a drug dealer stripper and like she's super ghetto so it's just like I get to play like my cousin okay (laughs) we all got a girl I got so many cousins like that you have no idea so it's fun because people were like where'd you get the inspiration I'm like my cousin Cheryl that's who that character is girl no you didn't call Cheryl out She already knew it when she saw it. She was like, I already know you was acting like me. I already know it. (laughs) (laughs) She she knows. That's hilarious, girl. Okay, well, (laughs) let's talk about some trending topics. 
topics. I told y'all at the top of the episode we were going to talk about Jeffree Star. And he has caused some recent controversy because he's dating a black man after he's made racist comments about just about every race. I saw a montage on Twitter where he literally talked about Hispanic people, black people, Asian people, said the N-word. It was like a two-minute montage of his racism. Um, The guy he's dating is an NBA player named Andre Marhold. Do you think, Brandy, that he's dating him for clout? Have you heard of this story? I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with Jeffree Star, but Mm. I heard that he was racist and now he's dating a black man. But, like, I feel like anytime you get somebody who thrives off of the public opinion, they're going to go with what's trending. And right now, Black Lives Matter. Oh. So as his PR person, I would be like, you need to go find a Black man. I I don't know if it's genuine, especially considering, like, that Black man, baby mama came out and was like, why you hurt me, blah, blah, blah. The thing about it is I actually didn't think about him doing it because being with a Black man is trendy because being with a black man to me is always trendy. <laughs> like it's trendy. Like I don't sometimes, you know, and not, I'm not saying that everybody in an interracial relationship is doing it for their clout or whatever the case is. That's not true. People fall in love with who pe- who they fall in love with. But I th- do think that we have to pay attention to when people get popular and the people that they choose to date, they do it because it's trendy. You know, some of these people like know the mechanics of being popular and they worked that to their advantage. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he sent those pictures to the shade room himself. Right. He dropped the makeup line that same week that he did it. That's some like Chris Jenner plotting and planning. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Like that boy might not even be gay, but he like, listen, I'm gonna take you 20 racks to take this picture with me. Or he (laughs) might be gay. Who knows? What, yeah, that's. I guess my question is, as as a black man who's very attractive, okay, Andre Marhold. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. You can probably have. You probably have the the picking to be, or date most of anybody you wanted to. You know, what what could he possibly have to gain out of dating? And that's what makes me feel like it's fake. Because mm-hmm. I just can't believe that he. He's with this woman. He has a kid with her, right? Yeah. What She found out on the internet. Yeah. Like, above all, whether you gay, you straight, whatever, you're a father first. Yeah. And why would you not have that conversation with her first before that coming out? So all of it seems scammish to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like she knows, too. They probably paid her to make that post as well. They probably <laughs> sit there on the beach drinking margaritas. He probably sucking on her titties because he ain't really gay and they probably <laughs> their baby. so it's all a scheme it's a scheme that todd set up they probably was like listen my makeup line drops if you do this for me i'll give you a piece of the stock in it for your child i don't know what they did but yeah if we have money it might if, if i ever got really really big and somebody was like oh well you guys would make a cute it couple. And all we got to do is like go out to dinner two, three times. Yeah. Let's go to dinner, nigga. Okay. To sell this movie. They gonna really think we love each other. <laughs> That's actually a really good point too. If you, if only you got to do is, uh, if the only thing you have to do is make a couple of photo ops, why not? 
Because we don't know what they're doing. We ain't see no pornos. I don't know what they're doing. Right. I guess my other question for you about that is I was on Twitter and a lot of people were like, and these were not black people. Well, some of them were actually, so let me stop. But uh, they were like, Jeffrey has changed. That was a long time ago. And the thing I thought is if you make one disparaging comment about any race and you learned your lesson from that, I might believe that. But he had a whole, he literally made like 20 or 30 racist statements. Do you think people like that can change? I think he probably feels how he feels, but I think that like the overall changing factor would be it hurting his pockets. Right. If all I do, if I, if I know all I got to do is say, I'm sorry and shut up and keep how I feel in my close circle, then I'm not going to say nothing. Right. Mm. And that's that. And that's that. Okay. Well, on that comedians too, because I mean, Everything you think ain't got, 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 it doesn't have to be said because sometimes you also might not feel that way forever. And y'all ain't gonna cancel me. Somebody was trying to cancel me from a comedy club because I was like, ain't no other time to burn down shit and loot. Ain't nobody working. Tell that shit now. Okay. Why would you want her to work at your club? People <laughs> to burn stuff down. Why not? Girl, the club owner messaged me and was like, little does he know you can come perform here whenever you want to. And then I had several other clubs reach out to me and was like, we love Randy Denise. Yeah. Because I'm like, which Ace Hardware you on? Okay. <laughs> Do you own Target or Wendy's? Because, all right, well, the next trend, I have so much to say about that, but let, let's just move on. Um, uh, Jacob Blake was uh, was um, on uh, in the news this week, uh, yesterday and the day before, because we saw him attend court from hospital, from his hospital bed. He had on a button-up shirt and a tie. It was also reported that he was shot several times, of course, and paralyzed. We don't know if it's permanent yet, but um, it was also reported he was chained to his hospital bed. And I thought that this treatment was actually really disgusting. Um, He's paralyzed. I mean, where is he going to go? He has been shot several times. I don't know why he's chained to his bed, and I don't really understand why he had to attend court. So um, my question for you is, have you seen the system mistreat any black men or black women in your family or friend group that just really kind of disappointed you? It's crazy because most of my childhood was spent in Florida and I just, I personally haven't seen it. I have myself been stopped by the cops. You rolling your eyes, What? what's that about? They pulled up behind me. It was not a parking space. I did not see their car. The parking lot didn't have no lights. I put my car into reverse and I hit him. They jumped out and they was like, you hit a cop car? I said, well, why are you parked behind me? That's not a parking space. And I didn't see your car. You don't got no lights or nothing. Yeah. He was like, you want to go to jail? How many times have you been to jail? What are your kids going to think? Just saying all this. I'm like, first of all, I don't have no kids. I ain't never been to jail. I ain't going to jail. And it was just like real crazy. He was trying to like, yeah, what do you have in your car? Like, I'm just like, like laughing at him. And then it was like a black dude and a Hispanic dude. And I was like, yo, y'all really riding this. I was like, y'all really on something right now. Y'all tripping. I was like, cause y'all parked behind me. And I was not backing down, girl. They probably should have. I'm surprised they slammed my head in concrete, but I was not backing down. I was like, y'all was behind me. Y'all wasn't supposed to be there. I ain't never been to jail. What you gonna arrest me for? I was just going, he's like, you hit a cop car. You wasn't supposed to be there. I'm, just, I'm going off. But like, I'm thankful to not have seen it like 
up close and personal in my real life. But I definitely know friends who told me very, very like uh, stressful stories as far as them like being like followed home when they walking home from school. They like twelve and the cops following them home. Like, where are you going? Let me check your book bag. Like, this is a kid. Yeah. So I have five nephews, all under the age of four, and I'm so just terrified for them. You know, like yeah. And I just want to be with them everywhere they go. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. So uh, you hit a cop car, but hitting a cop car is not against the law. It's an accident. So where, how long ago was this? And what were you in Florida? This was in Chicago on the south side. And it was probably 2013. Yeah, they just like let me go. Because like you said, it's not against the law. It was like an accident. So if anything, you're going to write me a ticket. Right. You're going to take me to jail. Like, I didn't maliciously, like, you literally pulled up behind me as I was backing out. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. Did they not try to give you a breathalyzer or something like that to see if you'd been drinking? No, they have mentioned it, but I was like, I'm literally on my way home from work. What are y'all doing? Like, I just talked with them like they was idiots. Okay. (laughs) How many times have you been in jail? No, you want to go back? I'm like, I ain't never been to jail. I don't go to jail. What are you talking right. about? Right. Yeah. So that's crazy. You know, I've seen I've seen so many people, so many men in my family be mistreated by the police, heard stories. I've seen my husband be tre- mistreated by the police for no reason. It's never physical. It's more um, embarrassing, humiliating than it is physical. And, and it's just kind of like the Jacob Blake situation. Uh the humiliation of being chained to your hospital bed after being shot that many times is a, is a common occurrence. Uh, but I just found out that my um, cousin mm-hmm. is who I've never met because he's been been in prison. He has life in prison because of Alabama has a, a three strikes rule. And when he was young, he was like 17, 18. He wrote a couple of bad checks. And I think he did like robbery without a weapon. Like he robbed somebody. He 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 did. He got his third strike, and he's been in jail for life. And my mom was like, honestly, the offenses, you know, weren't even that bad. None of them were violent. You know, like he did rob somebody. Okay, he didn't. He he's young. He's seventeen or eighteen, and then he wrote a couple of bad checks or something like that um, when he was eighteen or nineteen. And he got three strikes and now he's been in jail his whole life he's 70 something now and they're trying to get him out um so I just thought that you know it's not to say that uh Jacob Blake was perfect or even you know my cousin family member was perfect but it's like why don't we have any opportunity to for people who have a record to change their life around you know what I mean instead of treating them this way. So I, th- I thought I would ask yeah, you. It's supposed to be rehabilitation, but really it's not rehabilitating anything because when you get out, you don't have the resources to rehabilitate your life because they've also taken all of those away. Yeah. But I, I did think of a, a situation that my mother had told me about. So my mother works for the sheriff's department wow. in the community that she lives in. And she's worked there for probably, probably over 15 years, closer to 20. And my mom had, my sister boyfriend at the time had just died and Mm -hmm. uh, he had a tragic motorcycle accident and they were having a a memorial for him at this like motorcycle club they used to hang out with right so my mom drove my sister over there and this had to be maybe 
probably like seven years ago. Um, the cops pulled out behind my mom. And like, it was almost like she was, they were waiting for people to leave that memorial and they were just pulling them over on the way out. So my mom told me when cops pull you over, they touch the back of your car. So their fingerprints are on it just in case you leave and a car turns up somewhere else. So she said she had noticed right out the rearview mirror that he had touched the back of her car. And she was like, what the fuck? You know, I'm not going to drive off. So she said he pulls up and he's like, yeah, um, your taillight is out. You know, and so my mom was like, okay, well, you know, here goes my life situation. She said she looked over and his partner had a gun in my sister's face. My sister is uh, three years younger than me. He had the gun drawn pointing at my sister. And my mom is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And they don't know she works for the sheriff's department. Yeah. But they're like, she's like, why are y'all got guns drawn? It's a taillight. Right. And she's just like, she said she don't even think my my sister didn't even look over and see that man there because it was yeah. dark. She didn't even see him. But she just said that she was just so mad. And then the way he was just talking to her, like, yeah, well, you might want to get your boyfriend to fix that. My mom's been married for 30 years. She's like, she was like, why well, I got to have a boyfriend? I'm, I got a husband. Yeah. Like, why you got a gun drunk? And that's what, that's what really made him stop. She was like, my, my daughter is like, my sister at the time might have been like 23. She's like, my daughter boyfriend just died. Why She's 23. Why do you have a gun pointed at her head over a taillight? Yeah. And then he called his friend off. But she was just like, what the fuck? Wow. Do you feel like there was anything that your mom could have done about that because she does work at the sheriff's, sheriff's office? So it happened in a different county than the one she works mm. in. I think she took their information. I don't think she ever reported them. It's just like the follow through would be so hard. And then it's like, who are you following through to? Because if it's just fucking, they all corrupt. Then Exactly. But yeah, I think that I would have definitely taken it as high as I could have taken it. You know, even my husband being harassed here in Hollywood by the police, like I was like, give me, what's the badge number? I want to, you know, I looked at the, he got a ticket and I just wanted to report it and complain. But my husband was like, nah, because that puts me at risk. Like if you go complain, they could, they know that if they wrote me the ticket, the officer knows who I was. He knows what kind of car I drive. I live in this neighborhood. The police station's right up the street. He could harass me. You know what I mean? He's just more concerned about the after effects or the retaliation than the getting justice part because his life is at risk. And so I had to respect that by not, you know, by not calling the police department or doing anything else. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just so unfortunate because we feel like there's not much we can do, you know. Okay. That's why we need to defund the police. Okay. <laughs> defund. We really do. You know what I mean? We need other we need other resources. So, well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to step in the keep it real corner. We're going to be giving advice to someone who is thinking about going back to their ex. So we'll talk more about that when we come back. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. We are in the Keep It Real corner. Um, and Brandy, this uh, question came from Instagram. So this person says, it's not, it's not, nobody, y'all need to give me some more information, okay? Uh, Cause they say, I'm thinking of going back to my ex. Is that ever a good idea? What are your thoughts? That is your little red wagon and you can push it. 
or you can pull it. That's what I think. <laughs> I think that that's such a terrible question to ask. First of all, who is your ex? If he Jeffrey Dahmer, absolutely not. Like, who's <laughs> your ex? Like, you don't got no more information, sis? Just like, did he beat you? Did he have a baby on you? Okay. Because you cheated? Like, what are the stipulations around this? I think that if you got a... Uh-uh, I think that if you need to ask somebody if you should go back to your ex, then you probably shouldn't go back to your ex. Right. That's anybody else's decision. It sounds like he might have been like playing with you and he about to still play with you and you want somebody to tell you that you should go back so you could blame it on somebody else when he play with you again. <laughs> I agree 100% with everything Brandy said. If you, if you got to ask me, child, if you got to ask Randy. <laughs> Oh, Instagram, honey. No. Move on with your life. You gotta have details. I think the fact that she left the details out makes it even more of a no. Because if she was like, you know, um, we just disagreed on like, you know, he was a vegan. I was a vegetarian. <laughs> and the reason we broke up wasn't that big of a deal. Like, she don't got no details. He probably got a whole baby on the way. She's like, should I get that with my ex? <laughs> the details. Did he sleep with a friend? Okay. Did he sleep with your mama or your sister, girl? Because you leaving out major facts. Right. It depends on why y'all broke up. Um. You know what? In my personal experience, I've never seen it work out. I went to back. I've tried to go back to a couple of exes in the past, and that shit don't never work, girl. Move on with your life. <laughs> Ever. Ever gone back with an ex not to say i would be opposed to it um maybe one but i've just never done it because it's like for me once i get to that point where i'm just like okay i'm over it it's like i just see things differently and i'm not the same person i was so it's, it's like weird but i'm not completely against it if i feel like it was something really good there then by all means you know pull your wagon baby yeah, I, I, I'm totally against it. Don't do it. Move forward. How you going to move forward? You looking back. My daddy always used to say, when you run track, you never look back because that slows you down. This is true. Okay, Brandy. Well, we're coming to the end of the episode. Tell us what you're working on um, and, and tell us the name of the new show that you're on once again. Okay, so the new show coming out is called Ghosts. It is Power Book 2. It's part of the Power Universe. I'm very happy to be in the spinoff because my episode, my character actually started only being in one episode. So then she ended up in more and then she ended up in the spinoff. So yes. that's premiering tomorrow night on Stars at 9 p.m. And you can watch the whole season. I'm on a couple of episodes of that. Uh, we're still filming right now. And then just be on the lookout. Follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm on YouTube at... Uh, Brandy Denise comedy. Yeah, she has comedy clips on there. Y'all can watch. Really good comedy clips on there. You don't have to pay for them. And so, yeah, <laughs> you can just watch those and um, definitely be on the lookout. More things coming up. Not doing any, any, um, any stand up until you know Biden is in office. Vote. <laughs> right. Well, listen, y'all, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you loved Colored Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show, okay? Do not be selfish. You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations, and you can watch the show on my YouTube. That's Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N, thanks to my dad. And thank you so much, Brandy, for being on the show. 
Thank you. This was fun. It was fun. We'll see y'all later.